And uh, I'm super excited and glad to be back. Uh, me and Pastor Jessica were gone last week. We were having a little vacation, a little mini vacation we had. Then we had a little staycation this last week, so it was great. We got refreshed and uh, got some rest. Amen. Praise God. And uh, who was here last week? Man, did y'all love Shondor? Man, I love you, sir. And uh, thank you so much for stepping up and stepping into the, the gifts and callings. It was cool because we, we rented a cabin out on Smith Lake. And uh, me and Pastor Jessica got to sit out on the deck and, and watch Sean Noor bring the word. And so thank you very much. Very proud of you. It was a powerful word. And uh, it excites me that that's really my prayer, that when, when me and Pastor Jessica are out or we miss or we take a vacation, that, that Liberty Church Holly Pond doesn't even have to skip a beat. Right? That, that, and God has blessed this church. We got, we got some mighty men of God that are coming up through the ranks. And uh, you're going to get to see and uh, meet some of these guys. I have a plan. Somebody say, uh-oh. <laughs> if you're one of those guys, you just took a mental note, right? And uh, I want to show off the awesome mighty men of God that we have here. Because y- y'all know this church is way above me and Pastor Jessica. God's plan and vision is way beyond anything that we could see, think, or imagine. And uh, God has blessed it. So thank you again, Sean, so much for, for bringing the word last week. I love you. And uh, I'm excited to be bringing a, a, a real personal, uh, I feel like it's an on-time message. It's going to be a standalone message for us today. And uh, we're going to have Pastor Keith with us next week. That's going to be awesome. So y'all don't mark your calendars. You want to be here next week. Pastor Keith's going to come bring the word. So this is going to be a standalone message. But the Lord has just been stirring me up and just, just showing me that we are all in, it's really funny how we're doing worship today and everything's just kind of lining up today. Yeah, you all love the Holy Spirit? And uh, that there's a lot of us, life is all about, it's about a lot of things, but do you know, in life, there's always two choices. There is God's way, God's path, God's promises, God's word, and then there's my way, my path, the world's word, fake promises. And so the title of my message today is, can I give it to you? Anybody excited? Is the long way home. Y'all said it with me. The long way home. And so in life, there are always two choices. And every day, I have to choose who I'm going to follow. Who am I going to listen to? And so, to be a child of God, to be a follower of Christ, to live for God, is to, it means just that, to follow God. So as I was praying about this message, I feel like there's a lot of folks here today, maybe watching this online, they're here. you got a choice to make. And to make the right choice, we got to get still we got to get quiet, and we got to press in. And see, God is always speaking. He's always speaking, but we have, to, we have to be the ones that get still and initiate that process and invite Him into our lives and into the process. To, be, to, be, to live for God is to follow God. So I feel like a lot of believers, a lot of Christians... We say we're following God, but actually it looks like I'm doing my thing and I'm inviting God to come with me. (laughs) 
See, I'm not following God. I want to invite God and show him all the things that I'm doing. Get this. And then ask him to bless it. See, I'm, I took the wrong path. I'm on my path. I'm on my way. I'm doing what I, to be, what I know to be right. I didn't pray about it. I maybe thought about it. I said I prayed about it. And then when we encounter pushback and resistance, we wonder why. And it's because we're on the wrong path. And God wants to invite us to not just get on the right path, but to to follow Him, to truly follow God. So are you at a crossroads today? Do you have a a choice to make? I want to share a little story the Lord was just showing me as I was putting the message together. Sometimes when I'm at work and I'm having a long day, and I firmly believe that when I come home, I should be excited and be ready to enjoy the best part of my day because I've been off at work all day. When I come home, I, I want to enjoy that part of my day and set the standard in my home. And sometimes when I've had a long, rough, tough day, you know what I do? I take the long way. I put on some praise music. I'll get still. What do I do? I invite the presence of God that says whatever burdens that are not from you that I've been laying on myself here at work, I want to get right Jesus before I walk through the front steps, the front door at my house so that I can love my family when I get home. Right. So guys, let me spiritualize this for you because we have to see the benefit, somebody say benefit, of doing it God's way. I'm going to prove through you in God's word that God is all about us taking the long, straight, narrow path. Because when God leads, he doesn't necessarily lead us through the easiest paths. Sometimes it's the toughest, hardest things that he leads us through. So let's look at that first point. So God desires us to have the faith to follow. Somebody say follow. Follow him where he leads us. We always have a choice to choose God's path or our own path. God's path always gets us. This is the the good news. And when I choose God's path, it always gets me to my proper destination. But we always think that we know better. That God's not working fast enough. So-and-so's on their plan and on their path, and they seem blessed, and I'm over here struggling. Stop comparing your path, somebody follow along with me, to somebody else's path. See, because the path God has Ian on is different than the path God has Shondor on. The path that God has Ian on is different than the path God has Rob on. And so I have to trust God Trust that he has me on the right path if I am following him. And to embrace, I love that word that Pastor Jessica shared. It lines right up with what what I'm talking about today. To embrace the path that God has us on. And that word home today, the long way home, is going to be twofold for us. Who is trying to make it to their heavenly home? To get to my heavenly home, I better be following Christ. 
So that word home is twofold. It, it's going to mean that if you're trying to, to, get, to get to heaven, you're going to need to follow Christ. And the two part of that is that word home is going to mean the promises of God. Who has some things that you are praying and believing for? You need a, you need a promise. You need a word from God. Right? Maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's a new season. Maybe it's a new relationship. Maybe you're trying to have a, a child or grow your family. Or maybe you're thinking about selling your home. Whatever it is, you need, you, you need a promise of God. And to get to that promise, are you willing to be committed to the long, straight, narrow path? Are you willing to stay put and follow God knowing that it's going to be done in God's way and the promise is going to happen, but you know what? It may take longer before it gets done quicker. But you're going to be blessed in the end because you did it what? God's way. Right? God's path will always take faith because It'll look like the hard way. And what does the enemy do? He uses that. See, I believe God is all about simple. God is all about making things simple and functions and systems, things, things that can help us and help the church stay faithful and grow. But you need to hear me. God is not all about easy and so following God is not always rainbows and butterflies, is it? But what I can tell you is if you stay the course, you'll eventually experience some rainbows and butterflies. And really the Lord was challenging me that as I'm on the course, if I'm following God, I, I need to enjoy where I am. And enjoy where he's planted me and enjoy the ride, so to speak. Because the enemy wants to, to use that to what? To get us off track, to get us on the wrong path, not following God. This is what I know. God, he provides. He leads us to still, still uh, water. Or he leads us to green pastures and, and still waters, right? He never leads us astray, but he oftentimes does lead us. The long way. Right? Look at Matthew 7, 13 and 14. This is going to be our foundation of Scripture. It says, So enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow, y'all highlight that word, underline that word if you follow along in your Bible is the gate, and what's that next word? And difficult. God's path, he says, Jesus says, is narrow in the gate and difficult. God's not about easy. Is the way which leads to life. And get this, and there are few who find it. That word challenged me this week. I wonder if a lot of us have talked ourselves into thinking that I'm okay. But maybe I'm not. I say I'm following God. 
But if I'm on a path, the rest of the world is on. According to Scripture, I'm probably on the wrong path. I need to be on the straight, narrow, difficult path that says, you know what? I'm by faith doing this because I heard God say, I believe God said that God is with me. I'm moving in the direction of God, and the direction of God is narrow, is straight. It says, wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. We need restrictions. You need to set some healthy boundaries in your life to guard your path. Maybe you should stop watching that stuff. Maybe you need to quit listening to that stuff. Maybe you need to cut that relationship off. Because narrow and straight is the way. Who's trying to get to their heavenly home? To get to your heavenly home, you're going to have to stay on the straight and narrow path. Amen? God's path leads to life. And it leads to His promises. God's path leads us home. Our own paths lead to destruction and more chaos. Who knows the definition of insanity? Somebody shouted at me. Good thing. I thought y'all was falling asleep on me. Y'all want to come up here and preach? Y'all sound good. Doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. And isn't that what we do if we get real? I say I love God, I say I'm following God, and every day I continue to choose my own miserable way, my own miserable past, my own miserable habits, my own miserable attitude. And I'm, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, and God's like, you're not following Christ. You're following you. God wants to help us, and He wants to lead us. And if we're not careful... We can talk ourselves, not just on the wrong path, but we might lead ourselves to hell. Thought I believed in Jesus. What is Jesus going to say in that day? Many are going to come and say, we prophesied in, my, in, in your name, and, and we prayed in your name, and Jesus is going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. Why? Because so many people are not listening and following and obeying his voice. This is a sobering word, y'all. Look at that, that next scripture. And this is Jesus. This is Matthew 5. It comes out of the Sermon on the Mount, right? The very beginning of Matthew 5, it goes to the Beatitudes. And towards the end of verse 41 is what I want to give you. It says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two. And I have uh, taught on this before, so maybe you've heard this, but I feel like there's a lot of people here that maybe never did hear this. So, in biblical times, in, in this culture, when Jesus is, is preaching and teaching to these people, there was a Roman law that said if any Roman official, any Roman soldier asked an Israelite to carry their gear, their, their gear, their sword, their shield, whatever they had, whatever they needed toted, that by law that Israelite had to carry it one mile. And what does Jesus say? He says if they come to you, 
and tell you to tote their stuff for one mile, you need to tote it two. Talk about taking the long way. And the Lord just impressed this upon me this week. If we could do this and have a good attitude, (laughs) we could show the world some glory. Can I get real with you for a minute? If I heard Jesus say that, I would probably go ahead and do that. But Ian would probably do it with a bad attitude. Grumbling, complaining, miserable. I'm doing it. What am I doing? I'm doing the law. But when you got to see this, your grumbling is killing your grace. Right? God wants us, (laughs) He wants us not just to do it, but He wants us to do those things in love. Picture Jesus. Can you picture Jesus doing what he says? Maybe Jesus had to do this. Maybe he had to carry a Roman soldier's gear for two miles. Could you picture Jesus grumbling and complaining or arguing while he takes the long way? I bet he would, he would use that moment to give his father some glory. We need to use the things that God wants. We need to use the hard things in our lives for God to get the glory. I'm in this place. There's no going around it. I'm following God, so I need to enjoy where I am. I need to find the peace and the joy of where God has called me to and where God is leading me. Right? Look at that next point. Jesus preached the long way. He preached the extra mile. And so God's path is oftentimes the hardest to trek because it's been paved in holiness. Y'all say that word with me. Holiness. God's way always leads to the greatest rewards. Shortcuts will be tempting, but they can, you got to see this. Shortcuts, the enemy uses shortcuts to tempt us but they can hinder us, others, and God's plan for your life. We need the leadership of the Holy Spirit. God's path is oftentimes the hardest to track. Think of this, because it's paved in holiness. God's perfect son practiced what he preached. He never fell short. And so for you and for me, we can't live perfect lives, but we have to live a life of process and progress by the leadership of God through His Holy Spirit. And as you begin to follow God, you'll have a decision to make. God says, go the extra mile. He wants you to set guardrails on your relationships. Maybe you're looking for a spouse. And you're like, you know what? I've been waiting, 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 waiting. And if you're not careful, that first man or woman that gets thrust into your life, you're like, this is the one. Yeah, think about it. Yeah, pray about it. The enemy's showing you a shortcut. You're trying to get to God. You're trying to get home, right? You're trying to get to the promise of God. And if you're not careful, if you take the wrong shortcut, because that path seems the way of least resistance, it seems the 
easiest, man, you can kill some things. You can hinder your life, your family's life, others' lives, and ultimately the original plan of God in your life. This is why we have to follow God where He leads us, because when I get off track, not that God can't, re- excuse me, re- can't redeem that. When we mess up, we're all going to make mistakes. Okay, let me backtrack a second. And don't overwhelm yourself thinking, is this the right way or is this the wrong way? At the end of the day, you got to simply choose. But if you're in prayer, come on somebody. If you're in prayer and you're asking God, he'll, he'll give you the faith to step. We'll make mistakes. Things will happen. But if I pray about it and I do it in a genuine heart, God will bless it, right? And so the second part of that statement says shortcuts will be tempting, but they can hinder us, others, and God's plan. We need the leadership of the Holy Spirit. If God has you on the long way, let the Holy Spirit cultivate some good, positive, amazing things from heaven in your life. Stop and smell the roses. If you're, if you're trekking with God, you haven't arrived quite yet. We're never going to arrive, but if you haven't got to that thing you're praying about, Enjoy the path that you're taking as you go. As I shared at the beginning of this, when I take the long way home sometimes before I get home, that's kind of what I do. I say, you know what? It's a beautiful day outside. I'm going to enjoy the scenery, so to speak. I'm going to enjoy the path that God has me on because you know why? Because I ain't where I once was. I'm not where I want to be. But God is leading me. God's driving this ship. I'm just a passenger. He's leading. I'm following. Right? And if we are really trying to get home, trying to get to God's promises, you've got to remind yourself, that the, remind yourself this, that the greatest promises, the greatest blessings, require the greatest commitments. They require the greatest commitments. I can think of my marriage. Talk about a commitment, right? Any married folks? For us to reap the benefits of the best marriage that we can have, it's going to take commitment. It's going to take allowing God to lead us in our relationship. Kids, no greater blessing than having kids. Talk about a commitment. You know, it's from one season to another. They're, they're itty-bitty, and then they're, they're toddlers, and then before you know it, they're going to school, and before you know it, they're going to high school, and before you know it, they're, they're leaving the house. It's, it's a commitment. You've got to be committed to the long, straight, narrow path as God leads you. I think about my sobriety and where God has brought me in all 10, 11 years. Talk about a commitment. Talk about staying on the, the long, narrow, straight path. For God to totally heal me. I don't even struggle with wanting to, to drink anymore or use drugs. You know what I know when, if you battle with uh, addiction, if you, if you begin to just follow God and desire the best things that God has for you, you won't even struggle with the issue because you'll be so wrapped up in following God. God that's how God healed me. I, I don't even think about alcohol. Because I'm so wrapped up in what God is doing and what God wants me to do. Right? Look at 1 Corinthians 10.13. It 
So we got to be careful not to take shortcuts because we'll be tempted. Look at, look at 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It's a familiar scripture. It says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide, there it is, a way out. He will provide a way out so that you can endure it. As we're trying to follow God, you better know you're going to be tempted. And this is why we have to stop. We have to get still, listen to His voice, and figure out which way He wants me to go. Because if I do that, He will provide a way through, a way out, a way to the promised land, a way to our heavenly home, a way to that thing you're praying, believing for. Temptation will come. And when it does, you have to ask yourself this question, am I committed to the long, straight, narrow path? Because in life, I'll have two choices. I can take God's way. I can do it God's way. I can take His path, or I can do it my way and take my path. Right? Look at Matthew 26, 40-41. Stand on temptation here for a moment. It says, Then He returned to His disciples and found them sleeping. It's right before Jesus is in the garden, getting ready to go to the cross. He says, Couldn't you men keep watch for me for just one hour, He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And this is why we need the leadership of the Holy Spirit because to follow God's path is going to take his spirit because your flesh is going to say, uh-uh. <laughs> Do I really want to stay committed for that long? Do I really want to jump through all these spiritual hoops to protect my sanity, my sobriety, my family, my ministry, my you fill in the blank. Because that's what it's going to take. Your flesh is going to say, uh-uh, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of energy. You tell me i got to get up at 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning to read my Bible before I go to work? Uh-uh. i got to do my quiet time every single day, Pastor Ian? My flesh says, uh-uh. To follow God's path, you're going to need His Spirit because the flesh is weak, but His Spirit is willing. And I feel like a lot of times we go to God and we say, why? Why? Why, God? Why is this so hard? Why do I have to do all this stuff? Why, God? Why, God? Do you know God is not required to ever tell you why? I'm learning this as a parent with Sander Right before we went on our vacation, Xander broke our TV. He smashed it with his blocks. Yeah, he smashed it. It's funny now, but it wasn't funny then. It's kind of cool how God works, though, because now we upgraded 15 inches to a brand new TV. You got to watch Alabama. As, a, as parents, because our little entertainment center is filled with all his toys, so he used to like to play with his toys up there on the entertainment center, so that probably wasn't a good idea. Anyway, and now he wants to keep doing that because it has become a habit, right? And now I just tell him, no, no, no. And, and he kind of looks at me. He doesn't know the word why yet, but he's giving me that look like, why, Dad? And guess what? He doesn't have to know why. It's just no because Dad said. 
God is not required to tell you why. He says yes because he's God. And he can say no because he's God. Stop comparing your path to somebody else's path. God does not have to tell you why. Look at that next point. So as we read that in Matthew 26, or excuse me, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, God is always providing the proper, somebody say proper, proper way out. He doesn't just want to see you make it out, guys. He wants to see you make it through to the end. He's for you, not against you, right? He wants to see you make it through. God has prepared a place that you can call home. Did you know that Jesus says, I go to prepare a place? He's prepared in advance a place just for you. That means God has faith that you'll choose the right path, that you'll do the right things, that you'll say the right things, that you'll get still and listen to God's voice and follow God where He's actually leading you. This is why I know God's way is always the best way. It'll be worth it to stay the course. If we pay attention, <laughs> that's the big if. If we pay attention, guys, to what God is saying, what God is showing us, we'll reach the promise. To get to your promise, you got to pay attention. Some of us pay more attention to our news feeds than we do what God is saying to us every single day. You're in a season. You're in a place. And God wants to speak directly, personally, right to you every single day. To give you hope and encouragement where you are. And we try and fill ourselves with all the wrong things. We try to fill ourselves up with all the wrong things. And we wonder why we're discouraged. We wonder why we have a, a social and anxiety epidemic in our culture, in our nation, in our churches. And it's because if we get real and we get honest, we're not spending, we're not paying attention to what God is, is trying to say to us so that we can stay on the right path, the straight and narrow path. Look at John 14, 1 through 4. I want to prove to you that Jesus prepares a place for you. It says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. Say that with me. has many rooms. Imagine God's house. He's got enough. What you need, he, he has the remedy. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. And this is what he says, Yet no, excuse me, you know the way to the place where I'm going. He says, you know the way to the place where I'm going. And then Thomas follows the question about, Oh, Lord, Lord, how, how can we know? And then there's the famous scripture that Jesus said in, in, in verse 6, 
For I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one goes to the Father except through me. Jesus has prepared a place. You can trust him. You can follow Jesus because he has planned ahead. He is the author and finisher, y'all. He is the way. I don't know what to do. I need to pray to Jesus, Lord. I don't know which way to take, but I know you're the way. Guard my steps. Make your, your word like a lamp onto my feet and lead me. Where you want me to go. Shut the wrong doors in my life, Lord. Open the divine doors that you want me to walk through. Give me the faith to say yes, even when it looks hard, when the, the path looks long and narrow and straight. And it's going to take obedience and commitment and faith. God, give us the faith to say yes. If, he, if He's the way, You'll make it. If you're in a relationship with the way, you'll make your destination. Did you know that? Look at that next point. I love this. So, Lord, show me this. Following Christ means walking with Christ. As we wait, we walk. As we wait, we walk. Say that with me. As we wait... We walk. Don't run past Jesus. It won't get you there <laughs> any faster. You know, and I'm guilty of this, and Paul actually says this in Corinthians, you know, that I run the race that you, you planned for me. Maybe we got this all wrong. Maybe we got this all backwards. Because as I picture Jesus, I don't ever picture Jesus losing his cool, getting frustrated, getting irritated. Uh, he walked everywhere he went. And so I wonder if we're trying to get to the promises of God because we're running. And Jesus is like, whoa, hold up. I'm setting the pace here. Right? I'm setting the pace here. If you want to run, go ahead, but I'm walking. And you can get there, but you're going to have to follow me. I ain't going to follow you because I'm Lord. Right? And so I wonder if a lot of us are outrun. They're trying to outrun Jesus. And we're like, hey, come on, catch up, Jesus. <laughs> Bless my, my mess, Jesus. And he's like, you, you went off your own way. I need you to stick with me and follow me and walk with me. So as we wait, we walk. As we wait, we talk. As we wait, we walk and talk with Jesus. Don't outrun God because he knows the way. Don't let getting impatient or getting in a hurry cost you. Don't let getting impatient or getting in a hurry cost you. Holy Spirit dealt with me this week. And I've just been, you know, the church, we're seeing positive growth. And Lord is moving, doing awesome things. But just kind of in some of my personal life and some areas and in the church and some other things. I'm like, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do this thing. I, I feel like that's me. I, I'm probably outrunning Jesus. He's like, you, you outran me, right? And I just felt the Holy Spirit say, Ian, do you know the way or do I know the way? 
Oh, y'all ever read Job? Just two hands. At the end, there's a rebuke. God gives a rebuke of Job. And I felt like Job. I was like, oh, you know the way. I don't know what I'm doing. You can trust him. So he rebuked me, but I fell in line. Right? I want to I follow God. I don't, I don't want to tag him along and try to bring him along with what I'm doing. Look at John 10, 27 through 30. And Shondor actually did such a great job last week. I think he used the same scripture and gave us some enlightenment on, on the power of Jesus being our gate. And that he's a good shepherd. And so look at verse 27. It says, my sheep listen to my voice and I know them. And they what? And there it is. We don't just hear God. We have to hear God and follow God. It says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. He says, my sheep listen and my sheep follow. So as we come to a crossroads in life, we must stop. We must listen. Then the choice is ours. I have to follow. Pastor Jessica's been taking the boys on a walk in our neighborhood every morning. And she's done such a great job of when they get to one of the stop signs, Xander's learned this. What do we do? We stop and he stops. And then she says, what do we do? We got to listen. Look for traffic and you listen. He looks. And then you follow mommy. In our spiritual lives, it's that simple. What if making the right decision, following the right path, doing what God really wants me to do, I think that's the sincere prayer of every believer. I want to hear God, I want to follow God, and I want to know what He wants me to do. I want, him to, I want to know what choice He wants me to make. And what if it's so profound, what if it's so simple as to just stopping what I'm doing, listening, and then following God? What if it's really just that simple? Look at that last point. I'm going to wrap up. This is what I know. To get somewhere, you got to know the way. <laughs> right? To get somewhere, you better know the way or you ain't ever going to arrive. You're, you're going to be lost. And for us to reach our home, for us to reach heaven, we can't just plot a course and hope it works out for the best. I can't just do my own thing and hope to arrive in heaven. We need to follow the only, somebody say only, the only one who knows the way. You ain't going to make it to heaven by just plotting your own way, plotting your own course. You're not going to make it to God's divine promise and plan for your life if you just plot a course, read a book, do whatever. You're not going to arrive where God truly wants you to arrive unless you're following the only one who knows the way. Jesus said, I am he, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Except through me, Jesus said. So what I'm going to do as we close, I want you to uh, get, get, in his, get in his presence. And just listen to me. If you say, Pastor Ian, I got a decision to make. I believe in God. I've been trying my best to follow God. And I, I don't know what it is He wants me to do in this, this, this season. Or I don't know what, what I'm supposed to do today. 
And I want to make the right choice. It's a, it, that thing in your heart, excuse me, that says, I just want to please God. If that's you today, if you're in that boat, if you're in that seat, I want you just to raise your hand. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. If you have a decision to make, there's hands going up. Praise God. Thank you for those hands. Man, all these hands. Praise God. Man, I'm going to put those hands down. So, Lord, I thank you for all these hands. Every hand has a, has a face. Every hand has a life. Every hand has a, a call and an anointing. And so as we just read, I, I pray that wherever they're at, that they would spend real intimate time with you in prayer. That they would stop. That they would take the time to listen. And I believe with all my heart that if they do that, that you would speak. And maybe a lot of times we know the right thing to do, but that path just looks so daunting. And my flesh cries out, ah, are you really going to do that? And God wants to give us the faith today, not just to say yes, but to take that step. And so I pray that we would have people taking that step today in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name. If you're here today, and you know Jesus as your personal Savior, I want you to pray for the lost, please. But if you're here today, and you say, Pastor Ian, I'm not on the right path. I, I am far away from God. I just do my own thing, been doing my own thing. Your life is like that definition of insanity. You're like that hamster on a hamster wheel. Hate life. Mad at God. I want to tell you, God is not mad at you. God is not judging you right now. God is wanting to embrace you. All those things that are going wrong in your life are not because of God. It's probably because, if we're honest, we have made the wrong decisions. We didn't think about it. We didn't pray about it. And in this moment, this is a holy moment, God's literally going to pick you up on whatever path you're on, and He's going to plant you firmly on His path. If you say, Pastor Ian, I want to... I want to make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior today. I want to be on the right path. I want you right now. No one's looking at you. What I want you to do is I want you to stand up right now in the sanctuary. Physically stand up and say, hey, I want to pray to receive and accept Christ. I want to be on the right path. Even if it is a long way, I'm going to take the long way home in Jesus' name. I'm going home today in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Man, well, no one is physically standing. Someone could be saying this prayer, watching us online. So I'll lead us all in a prayer. Let's say it loud and proud today. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. We accept your Son. We believe that Jesus is. And we confess that he is Lord of my life. Please forgive me my past and my sins and redeem my future. Send your Holy Spirit to lead my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. <clears throat> we love you guys very much. Who's glad you came to church today? A couple of you. Thank you for bearing with me. We've got some allergies going on, and I sound nasally. My, my voice is a little 
going dry. So, uh, But we love you guys. Okay, y'all are dismissed. Can't wait to see you next week. Y'all bring somebody to church.